Okay. And good evening. Today is May 31st. We are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Excuse me. This week's step is step five. And our speaker tonight is Carol. Thank you so much, Carol. Thank you so much for having me. I'm copying Amy now with my hands. <laughs> um, thank you so much for having me. I spend a lot of time in the Hudson Valley. My uh, boyfriend of 15 years, uh, his family is in Millbrook. And so I, I love the Hudson Valley. That's going to be where I move at some point. So thank you so much for having me. And I'm um, talking about step five. How exciting is that? Admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. And I'll give you a little background on me. Um, I have, do not have 12 years of abstinence like my sponsor. I came into program during COVID about a year ago. Um, I finished the steps in November. Um, I have been, you know, I'm one of those people who has everything in my closet from a size five to a size 24. Well, not now, cause I'm getting rid of them as I've been going down. I came, um, in last year, like, uh, you know, I started COVID with like, I was going to get in shape. I was going to get really skinny. And within three weeks I had gone to Costco and bought a 50 pound bag of flour and the baking was on. And I was basically eating. Well, the minute I took my first bite, then I was not eating nonstop till I went to bed. And that first bite might be at eight in the morning or noon or four in the afternoon or 6 PM or 8 PM. But once the first bite of food went in, I could not stop eating. And I called a friend of mine just sobbing. And I was like, I, I feel so stupid. Uh, food has kicked my ass. Like I can't stop eating. And it is totally humiliating to like say this to somebody else, but like food has kicked my ass. Like I can't, I can't, I'm miserable. It, it was like a horror movie and I couldn't stop it. And it just felt so silly. To be food and yet uh, that just is that's me I grew up in an alcoholic home um, we were very poor my alcoholic dad left when I was like five I was raised with a whole bunch of family like my bed was half of a sofa in a living room my grandfather molested me he was a drug addict um, so I just really grew up like I feel like the big book of AA was like written to me for me by me like the language always spoke to me before I was ever in a 12-step program I I'm a bit of a book nerd, so I had read the book and I kept saying to my boyfriend, these stories are amazing. I love this book. It's so good. And it's because it was speaking to me and I just, I guess I didn't really realize how much. So, so step five, I, oh man, I know step five is a, can feel, uh, you know, shaming. And I guess before I did it, it felt shaming, but I, I started to think about when I actually did my step five with my sponsor and how great it felt, like how great it felt for me. That was just my experience was I had all of this fear around doing four perfectly, right? Doing it perfectly. How many lectures and podcasts did I listen to to make sure I did this perfectly, just perfectly? And, you know, one of my fears was that I uh, couldn't be honest and was not going to recover. And, and I was just crying when I said that to her, like I just... I am just really afraid that I'm, you know, like you're my sponsor, you're, you know, <laughs> you're super recovered. You've got years and years of abstinence. If you can't help me, no one can. And like, lo and behold, uh, you know, I like to just say to people, you just do it. You just do it. And it works. Like I, I want to guarantee it, but I know as addicts, like someone will try to prove me wrong. But if you do the steps as outlined in the big book and you do what your sponsor tells you, um, like you'll recover. You'll, you'll, it, it just, I don't know. 
it, it, it just happens. And, and I, and I say that with confidence to sponsees now, like, don't worry about all that. It'll happen. Just do it. Just do what you're supposed to do right now. So, um, and I just did a fifth step today and, uh, and I kind of work the steps fairly quickly with my sponsees. We get the steps done within a month usually. And I give them, um, about a week, uh, anywhere from three to five days to do their inventory. We do some prep work before it. And then we schedule about three hours uh, for the fifth step. And we say a prayer, light some candles, and then let the reading begin. And I find for myself, it was, I just really wanted to stick to what I had on the paper and not to embellish it. And, you know, cause there, I have a character defect of like, now I'm gonna try to make it funny and I'll put in my little insert, my little jokes and my this and my that. And to just read what was there because what was there was an inventory. It, it was the reason I ate, you know, like I'm the problem, God's the solution. And I eat because I am, uh, you know, um, selfish, dishonest, self-seeking and frightened all the time. You know, I grew up in a house where I didn't know if I was gonna get hit or molested or smacked or yelled at like it just you just never knew and everything could be going really well and then it would suddenly be going really 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 bad so i grew up really relishing my resentments um and and without them i didn't know i guess i didn't know what i would be but giving them to another person made me feel just completely amazing to just get it done to get the fourth step done to get it behind me and to be able to just say, now I'm, now I'm one of every, and also like, I was afraid I would not be able to finish it, that I would just like fail, that I would eat, that I would. And it's like, I couldn't believe I was being so completely honest about my food and so completely honest about things in my life. And God kept saying to me, cause I kept going, what about this? I don't want to tell her that. I don't want to tell her that. Cause you know what? Then that's my, that's my disease is like, that's your ninth step. You tell her that you're going to have to make amends for that. She's going to get on you about that. You're going to have to fix that. And God just kept saying, why don't you just, let's just share this with somebody. Let's just talk about it. Let's let, because a lot of times the things that I thought are going to happen are not what happened as far as my amends go or have gone. Um, I always think because I grew up in such a horrible house that I'm going to be flailed in front of people on my knees and spat upon and just degraded. And it's never been like that every time it's been wonderful. Um, but I think that was a lot of the fear that, that I was carrying with me when I started doing four and five and like getting into five and like, I'm going to share this with somebody else. So um, we made our appointment. I, I read through everything with her and she didn't have anything really to say to me. And I was like, sure, I was going to get a bunch of notes. My mom was very critical. So I was waiting for her to go, ah, stop, stop, wait, wait, what? No, what? But that didn't happen. She just listened. And, um, and now I have been sponsoring since November. And as I mentioned, I go through the steps fairly quickly. So I've gone through a lot of uh, five, fifth steps. I think I've done about 13 or 14 of them since November with different people, including the one today. And the thing that I really uh, realized was, or I realized going through them is, ah, we're all the same. We all make the same mistakes. Like I thought I was the biggest piece of shit. I thought I was the only one to like cheat on her boyfriend. I thought I was the only one to like hide cookies in her pockets at weddings and to wear dresses with really big slouchy pockets so I could hide food. I thought I was the only one literally looking up magic tricks in a book so I could pop food in my mouth when no one's looking and it would vanish and no one would ever know it happened. Like I was like, magicians can eat whenever they want. No one will know. It's like, look at this bouquet of flowers, like eat the cake. Like they won't even notice it. But I literally thought if I became a magician, I could eat more food and no one would notice. Um, 
So then we just went right to the big book and, and the big book does it for us. Um, you know, and I was also reading the 12 and 12 about five because I was like, oh my God, I've got to talk about five. I need to learn like I pull out the encyclopedia, but like, it's really just right here. Like I just read her my list. I stayed on focus. I read it to the end, we got done. And then on page 75, we did our reading about, you know, we pocket our pride. And this is where I feel like, you know, on page, um, what is it? Um, on page 84, it talks about, you know, we have entered the world of the spirit. And I really feel like five is when I first opened that door to the spirit. It's like when I first learned a new language, when I first learned how I was going to deal with the things that caused me to eat. Cause I am a rageful, rageful, angry, angry, angry person. And, um, and I resent pretty much everyone. Like, you know, I just got to wake up and I have a resentment. Going to meetings gives me resentments because, you know, none of you do it right and you all do it wrong. And I have so much more recovery than you. Even though you've been here for like 25 years, what's wrong with you? You're not doing this right. And how did you do that? And that's not, you know, like my mind is just constantly coming up. And, and like the truth is that stuff will kill me. I will eat. That stuff will kill me. I will eat. I will eat. I will hate myself. I will eat. I will just eat to drown that out and to drown you know, I don't know what it is, justifying, making other people look bad, trying to make myself look good. It doesn't even matter anymore. Like, I don't need to understand my character defects. I need to identify them and share them with somebody else so I can move on. And steps four and five, really, I found were my training for step 10, which I need to do on the spot, not just at the end of the day, not at the beginning of the day. It's not like a set time I have where I do step 10. If something's bothering me for more than a minute, I go, you just made that your higher power. You just made something that woman said in a meeting is now your higher power because it's all you can think about and you're judging. So right now, like her humble bragging and her, you're judging humble bragging is now your higher power. Like I just, on Saturday, I had to go humble bragging. I had to call like three friends and go humble bragging is my higher power apparently because I heard somebody humble brag and now I hate them. And now I hate this. I should leave this 12 step program because it is bullshit. And like what, it, you know, like, and I just had to talk about that because that's where my mind goes. It just goes to like the far extremes and just picks up these things and I need to let them go quickly. I need to let them go as quickly as I possibly can. And my old way was to cling, to cling, to hold, to grip, like with a bloody fist onto those character resent, you know, my resentment, my fear. That's all I had. It's just all I had growing up in an alcoholic home. I just had my character defects and they're, Carol, they serve me. Minutes. Thank you so much. They mm -hmm. serve me for a while and now I got to let them go because they don't really serve me. They just leave me to eat and they make me really miserable. So I found that five was really the beginning of a spiritual experience, even though I started to have it at two, but it was like when really talking to this and feeling so good and sharing it with another person and then spending the hour when, you know, again, I had to do it perfectly exactly one hour on the timer taking down the book, looking at the proposals, making sure, looking up, how do you make mortar? What is mortar? Like, I'm such a nerd about everything in the book, you know, like what, how do you make mortar? What would happen if you didn't put enough uh, quick crete in the mortar or the sand? Like, it's just, it's just, am I hiding things? Am I pretending? Is there anything I don't want to say to my sponsor? Those are the things I need to say. It's not to me. It wasn't about like going deep about every little resentment I ever had in my entire life. It was like, what's banging around in my head right now? What keeps me from thinking about my higher power? What keeps me from connecting with my higher power right here, right now, today? 
those are my resentments because what I really need to recover above everything is to be connected to my higher power. How can I make that happen earlier each day? You know, how can I get on that for, I have a baby, I have a two-year-old. So sometimes I'm woken to crying and it's like baby and like bottle and like, we're just going. And then I'm like, okay, where's God? I need God. I need to bring some God into this because, um, I don't know, because I can't do anything. Like I've been, I've been bringing God into like, I told my sponsor the other day, you know, what makes a great uh, placemat is this giant big book with the large print. You can put a plate of food on that. And it really reminds you um, what you're eating and who you're eating for. And I just got to a point where now when I pick up my plate of food, I just start going, God, 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 please, God, please help me because I am one of those people who will, I don't know. I'll eat myself to death. I'll go out the minute I can. Like there's a part of me that still has fear about that. I just want to stay sponsoring other people, working the steps to the best of my ability. I've been in programs before, different food programs. I do them for like a year, maybe a year and a half. And then it just fell apart. And I never had done the steps the way that were outlined here in this big book and just being able to share them with another person. Um, and I know it, you know, people talk about it doesn't have to be your sponsor and it doesn't. I, I had, um, when I first got here, I had a male sponsor and he had said, I'm going to send you, um, uh, a sample of, uh, uh, what an inventory should look like. And he forgot to delete his inventory out of it. And I was like, this is why I don't want to sponsor a guy just reading through it. <laughs> so I can understand like if you're sponsoring someone of the opposite sex and there's sex inventory stuff that you might want to give it to someone else. If, if you have, if you're a chick with a dude sponsor, if you're a dude, with you know, female sponsor, whatever, but to be able to thoroughly and fearlessly just say everything, every stupid thing that felt so stupid, everything that felt so silly, anything that takes up space in my head and to just share it with them. And then also just the revelation that like, I thought I had all these amazing character defects. And then after you get into the repetition as you're reading down the page, oh, I'm selfish, I'm dishonest, I'm self-seeking and I'm, oh, I was like right there all the log. I was like in front of my face for like days now, I'm staring at it. And then, but it really, the way it's broken down into the columns and now you're reading it to somebody, I don't know, for me, it just really, it just really hit home. And I really had this like amazing experience doing my fifth step. And then, you know, we so quickly move on to other steps, um, doing it the big book way. And it was just really elating. It was, I mean, I wish I could say it was scary or like, I don't even know what I think, but like, it was amazing. It felt amazing. I thought I could fly after I did that. And I just got so quickly to step nine and now I'm making a list of amends and, and doing the rest of the steps because really it's just training for my 10 steps, which I have to do all the time. Because like I said, I am a crazy person with a lot of resentments and, and getting through the steps and having this in my quiver being able to pull this out. Like this is, this is when I, when I saw this stuff, I was like, this is what's been missing from religion my whole life. Like when I was a kid going to church, they were like, do this, do that, be this way. But they didn't tell you how to be that way. They'll tell you to do it, but not how to do it. This is totally the other half of whatever your religion is, spirituality. It doesn't matter. I'm sort of a, <laughs> what do I always say? I'm like a God-fearing Druid. I don't know. I love a tree. I love God. I like anything, you know, higher powers, the moon, the sun, this universe is full of so many things, so much greater and stronger than me and bigger and more powerful. And when I'm fighting all that stuff, when I'm fighting the flow of traffic, I'm miserable, I'm discontented, 
finding lots of resentment. When I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, I feel pretty good about myself. I don't find as many deep faults in other people. I don't have as many resentments. I just stay on it. I just stay on it. But again, I've been here about a year. I'm not one of those people who has five, 10, fit. that's what I, what I always feel self-conscious lately when I'm sharing is like, don't you want someone with more time? Because I also hear people talk like, it's a windy road recovery. It's not just like, I did the steps and I feel amazing. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I did the steps and I'm like, and I feel freaking amazing. It's amazing. And then it's like, I did the steps. Why do I not feel amazing? What's going on? What is this? And my brain doesn't always just go like a gumball machine. Bang, it's a resentment. Boop, boop, boop. Here it is. Write it out. Like sometimes it takes me a few days to even realize I have a resentment and that's what it is. Like, the thoughts, and I don't know if that's just from childhood trauma or what that is, because I have not done a ton of therapy around it, but sometimes it takes me a couple days to even realize that, that, that I have a character defect that is rearing its ugly head. But the minute I realize that, the minute I see that, I know exactly what I have to do is figure out what the character defects involved are and give them to somebody else. The minute I talk about those character defects to someone else, it just lightens the load. It just... I don't know. It like melts the butter. It just like suddenly it's nothing. It does no form anymore. It's just like, oh yeah, there are your silly character defects that have gotten you nowhere in the past. They're not going to get you anywhere. And I don't know. It's just habit. Maybe, maybe it's just, I'm 51, a lifetime of living that way. It doesn't change overnight, but as we commence to live this way vigorously, how do they say it? I, so I'm living this way vigorously. Like I talk to mentors and fellows and program every day. And sometimes they point out to me what's going on. Sometimes they're the ones to go, Hey, that sounds like a resentment. Are we done, Emily? Three minutes left. Three minutes. Thanks. Thanks. Um, and so that's a part of like telling another person, I think of the fifth step is me being able to talk to other recovered fellows about whatever's going on with me, because sometimes they're the ones that tell me this sounds like a resentment. What? A resentment? No, I'm just talking about that thing that bugs me. What are you talking about? Right. Writing, writing stuff down. You want me to do a 10 step? That seems very formal. I just, I just have a little problem with this thing. I have paper and pen. Let's not get crazy right? But no, I need to, I need to, I need to do it. And I, and some days I do it better and more often than others and other days, not so much because I'm a human and I got a two-year-old kid, but I'll tell you right now, I was miserable before I came to this program. I can't, I'm so grateful for like everything that my sponsor taught me and that I get from everybody in all these meetings. Like I hear from you guys I hear myself reflected back at me. I hear it in words that I didn't have before. You guys give me words so that I can explain what's going on with me. Sometimes I don't know. Sometimes it's literally, I feel like a black ball of emotions in the center of my chest, like a tangled up ball of yarn. And until I can talk to some other compulsive eaters, especially ones who are further down the road than me, who have gone through a lot of this stuff, I can't even identify it. And I think that to me is really the key of step five is being able to share these things with somebody else who is a little further down the road from you. And we're not in a vacuum. There are times my sponsees, like I said, only been here, they'll come to me with something. I'm like, I need to call you back. I need to talk to three or four recovered fellows right now with more time and program. I'm not doing this alone. That's one thing my sponsor taught me is that you're not doing it alone. 
And I can hit the pause button with the sponsee at any time and just say, I need to talk to a few people to figure out what to do with this. Sometimes people, there's very heavy things like sure being to me, being molested has been my, my jam since I was a kid. I've never not told people about it. It was just like, so that's easy for me. It is not so easy for other people to talk about that stuff. And it is not so easy for other people to talk about their character defects. I have a big mouth and I've always blabbed like this, you know, about myself, but it is not that easy for everyone. Um, and, and, and I don't know, it's hard because I feel very weird the last few days. I feel like a little discontent, disconnected, a little floaty in space. And that just sort of is the way it is. And that's the, when I remember feelings aren't facts is what my God always says to me. Feelings aren't facts. It doesn't mean just because you feel disconnected, just like, you know, you can feel lonely and it doesn't really mean you're lonely. I can feel lonely in a room full of people. I can feel all sorts of things, but really it's my connection with God and being able to turn back to God and letting God and my fellows guide me. And I can't, that won't happen if I don't share it with somebody else. And so I really do rely on that part of the inventory is sharing it with other people because I can't look at myself in a mirror and, and figure out what's wrong with me. It doesn't work. So with that, I'll pass. I assume my time's up. Okay, thanks guys. Oh, thank you so much, Carol. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep our meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or if you're on the phone, you can press star nine and the Zoom host will call the raised hands in order. Would our timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up. Hey, this is Amy, um, recovered uh, compulsive overeater. I'll get the ball rolling tonight, although now I see another hand, sorry. Okay, Carol, that was, Amazing. Oh, thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, everybody doing service at the meeting tonight. Carol, thank you so much. You, that was amazing. I heard some incredible things about step five. I, I thank you also for talking about working quickly through the steps. I also um, think that's a good idea. Um, the stuff about step five, you know, I thought I was the only one. Five, you said, and I'm, I, forgive me, I'm paraphrasing because I can't write as fast as other people talk. Five is where I open the door and learn what to do when I'm not eating, like what to do when I don't eat. Um, thank you for saying so many times that five is just training for 10, that we're just learning how to do the thing that we have to do all the time. When you talked about, um, when I talk to somebody else, it dissolves what I'm thinking. And step five is where I learn how to share honestly with someone further down the track. That 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 gave me this new perspective on the fact that like, yes, yes, I don't know what's going on a lot of the times. And to feel like I can call a fellow and say anything, we do learn that in step five. Like that's the first time where we can say literally anything. And it is met with kindness and understanding and solidarity. And I didn't make the connection that that's, I'm using that every time I make an outreach call. I'm using that every time I'm admitting what I need to do differently. I always 
thought of step five is connected to step four or related to step 10, but you know what? It's knowing, it's, it's knowing, it's learning how to share honestly with someone further down the track. And I just want to thank you so much for pointing that out tonight. Um, this was a great share. Thank you, Carol. I pass. Um, next is Eileen followed by Michelle. Eileen, you're up. Hi, I'm Eileen, compulsive overeater vomiter. And um, I can't put my video on because of my internet, but um, oh my God, Carol, I just, you know, I don't have a lot to comment other than, wow, it was so lighthearted yet serious, if that makes sense. It had, you were so filled with truth and, and honesty and real. I mean, you were just, it, it just really touched me and it gave me a lot of insight. You know, again, I've done the fifth step, but it just gave me so much more insight on it. And, um, I just, I just appreciate your levity with it and, um, and admitting, you know, that you don't know everything. You know, you're a baby girl and you're brand new and so you have to ask other people. And um, and that's something I, you know, I do also, but I just, I loved how clear um, your share was and honest and um, I just really appreciate it. So I just wanted to say that. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Eileen. We're going to do Michelle O and then Michelle M. Michelle O, you're up. Thank you. Hi guys, I'm Michelle O in Detroit, compulsive eater. And um, I really appreciated that share as well. I want to ask a question. Um, I actually had two questions, so you can answer whichever one you want. My The first question that came to my mind was if you wanted to say anything about steps four or six, or just they seem very, very connected with five. And I wondered if there was anything you, you wish you had been able to share in, in that. And my other question is, um, I relate to you as a, maybe a someone who shares a lot, you know, even personal stuff, it's, it's something that's common for me. And I'd love to hear your perspective on how this type of sharing feels different from the disclosure, the confession, the humble brag, the whatever um, that you may have been doing other times in your life. Thank you. Sure, sure. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, they're all connected. In my mind, I just see, you know, because of the way I do them in the big book is um, we do five and then we get to six seven eight and then they're my sponsees are making their um list pretty much all in one day so it's kind of like you've worked so hard and then you're like woo it almost felt like when i did it like i'm on a conveyor belt and now i'm spinning out the other side and now i'm like making a list of people to make amends to oh my god it's so quick but it really went in working with my sponsor happened like in three hours we did five six seven and then i was starting eight so they are all uh you know really really connected together in my mind and then wait what was your second question i talked about that what was the second question was just about uh, times of, of sharing things and other times of life and how different yeah. that was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of course my whole life I share, but I always share with this like self-deprecating sort of humor and, um, you know, there's a levity and, but, 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 you know, now I can share like that. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, I would always make jokes. I know this sound terrible. Like my grandpa's a child molester, right? We, my sister and I would make these jokes. But no, that that's actually really scary and really hurtful. And um, 
really makes you question everything about, you know, people and being able to trust other people and stuff. And so, yeah, there is a difference. Like when I, I would like overshare, I think to distract people from the pain. So I'd share, ha ha ha, look at this horrible thing that I can laugh at. And now I don't have to do that. Now I can say, yeah, like I can also use the fact that I was molested to connect with so many people that makes people feel like, you know, together. Whereas I know uh, sexual, uh, what do you call it? You know, when you're molested or raped or anything, it makes you feel separate and alone. But now I get to use this thing that always made me feel separate and alone. And it makes people feel together. Like we're one, like we're closer. Um, and so it brings me together with other people. So I think that would be the difference. Thank you, Carol. Um, Michelle M, your turn. Hi, everybody. Michelle M from Chicago, compulsive overeater. Uh, Carol, that was a wonderful share. I, I really did take so much away. I specifically related to, and I really liked, I can't, I'm trying to think of how you phrased it, but the freedom of sharing. And, you know, we as compulsive overeaters, we live a life of a lot of secrecy uh, when we're in the food. Um, and just, you know, thinking about like the irony of how we change over time to experiencing freedom when we are sharing our most vulnerable self with another human being. Um, I really liked how you talked about that, but I do have a question. Um, so I have never, I'm new, uh, in sponsoring and I have never received a fifth step before. And when you said, I, you know, you've done 13 fifth steps, I went, Oh, I better write her number down, <laughs> but I just wanted to know, um, what is something that you have learned along the way of taking fifth steps that you have found very valuable, uh, particularly working with people who haven't done them before or have done them a million times and just taking another stab at it. Just curious. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I guess every case is obviously very different. Every person's very different, but um, you know, I don't need to fix anything. I just need to listen, you know, cause there have been times where something just comes out of my mouth and you can't take it back as a sponsor. Not that I have said anything horrible, but when you interrupt to ask a question or anything. And so I honestly try to just take notes and then wait till it's over. And then ask it, can we go back to this? Because I find that when I, something just comes out of me, whether I think it's God or not, like, I don't, I as you know, I don't know. People will go, that's amazing. That's what God said. Okay. I hope that's what God decided to say, but I also do, do terrible things and have the same feeling right before I do those things too. So I don't know what is God. I have to like, just trust and get myself. And that's why I'm always like reaching out for God. Where's God? Where's God? Where's God? Because for me, I don't know. I'm not a prophet. I don't know, you know, the food that told me to eat Costco sheet cakes or the, the brain, you know, the same voice in my head is also now telling me to say something to a sponsee, you know, the tone, the voice is the exact same because it's in my head. It has no different sound. So I guess that would be, it would just be like, I don't need to suddenly say something amazing just because I'm a sponsor to prove my sponsorship. I just need to be quiet and listen. And then at the end, I can ask for some clarity or offer some, you know, insight if I have any. So. That's what I think. Beautifully stated. Thank you. 